This episode originally aired April 1st, 2013. Nothing auspicious about that date at all. Happy 85th anniversary, CITO. Is that what with the exploding heads? Movies? I can't. I was there. The first exploding head movie was a silent film, which really didn't have much bearing on the fact that there was an explosion because, well, I, I couldn't hear it. It was a visual, and it was a mushroom cloud, and Buster Keaton lost a toe, apparently, back in 1922. First time that I ever met Buster Keaton, it was an explosive event. He had terrible gas. He was one of these guys that really had too much dairy, unpasteurized dairy at the time. And, well, the next thing you know, I'm stuck in an elevator at the Waldorf with Buster Keaton. It smells really bad. Um, why are these explosions at... Who's... This show is what? Exploding head movies? God, things have changed. From my day, there was no explosions until at least the Kaiser came into the picture. I don't know. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's something in there, isn't there? There's, there's gold in the hills. <laughs> Woohoo, gold in the hills. I like it when you had the movie. My favorite part was when the movies happened at the same time as the music. The explosions... All Lawrence of Arabia happened because of a dynamite uh, explosion. Uh, Warner MGM had a new pyrotechnician named Daltworth Hennington, and he was terrible. He was, he was a, a rapscallion dated by sister. No one in town liked him. This, this was in Southern California. Everyone thought everyone was liked except for Dalton. He was, he was not a nice man. Anyway. He, he went gallivanting off into the, into the, well, it wasn't even the desert. It was just a set that looked like a desert. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you. Hear that? That's my brother. He makes the noises for the talkies. Listen. Now this is what I hear when I'm in bed. A bang, a rattle, like thunder overhead. Then cats meow and dogs bow wow. The only sleep I'll get is when I'm dead. A shot goes crack. A gale starts blowing, a duck goes quack, a cock starts crowing. So you may think I'm kidding you, yet what I say is true. Just listen, I'll explain to you. My brother makes the noises for the talkies. There's not a single noise that he can't do. If you've forgotten what a parrot's walk is, our Bill can illustrate that squawk to you. He does the noise escaping from liners leaving dock. He'll fake a razor scraping or else a cook full clock. My brother makes the noises for the talkies. There's not a single noise that he can't do. Now I'll show you how good my brother is. You just listen while he makes the noises. It was a beautiful day. 
Georgie arrived on his bicycle. So Mary ran to meet him. And then they kissed. Three weeks later, they get married. Listen to the wedding bells. Two years later, glorious peace and quiet in the home. <laughs> then Mary's mother arrived and got a warm welcome. Who asked you to come and stay here? Don't you speak to me like that? Yes, I will. Mind your own business. Get out. Oh, oh, oh. And so they all lived very happily ever after. Gotcha. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Take a setter, a pheasant or a grouse. What is even better is his noise for Mickey Mouse. My brother makes the noises for the cookies. There's not a single noise that he can't do. That's Mr. Badger. So you might hear him on Chilliwax the Hawk. Know him as Bobby Ferris. He recalls his time at the cinema over top of Frank Trumbauer and his orchestra's ostrich walk. We then heard Albert Whalen with his 1931 song, My Brother Makes the Noises for the Talkies. Which a few of us likely know better with Bonzo Dog Duda Band's version. And Whalen, or I guess uh, if we want to enunciate pro- properly, Whalen was an Aussie entertainer so adept at amusing the gold miners in Western Australia that uh, he was able to emigrate to England and become one of the top performers in the music hall scene in the early part of the 20th century. And the talkies, of course, refer to the movies that came after the silent films. Sound effects, along with music, were treated as novelty at first. So for this Easter Monday, you are now tuned into Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here found on UBC's Spring-scented community radio station, CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. And you can find us on the web everywhere the internet goes at www.citr.ca. My name is Gak, and the phone number for the station is 604-822-2487. And you can email me at radiofreegak at gmail.com. In the background... Player Unknown, but this is a version of Scott Joplin's Ragtime Dance, one of the composer's pieces that the late Marvin Hamlish adapted into a score, along with dozens of other little pieces from the 1973 film The Sting. So I'm going to be here with you you live, back from Baltimore for the next two hours, unlike seemingly half of the usual Monday programs here at CITR, the prime opportunity to take a longer-than-usual weekend on this, the first day of April the return of the provincial sales tax. And uh, looking over the regulations, uh, CRTC had to sort of knock on my door because one of the bizarre subclauses in the act that repeals the harmonized sales tax is um, that Exploding Head Movies has to revert back to an early show format. So you're going to be saving money out there or you know, when you get your hair cut or you're dining out. But uh, officially, I can no longer play anything later than 1950. So enjoy this amidst the wonderful Easter and spring weather. So we're going to begin... This begin with a couple of songs about the moon, which, um, as the films tell us, is littered with the dead after various French officials voyaged there some time ago. 
Bob Richardson was an alias used by American singer Dick Richardson. I guess Richard Richardson was not something that would work. Uh, the very least he pre- recorded profusely throughout the 20s and 30s, successfully surviving the jazz age and moving into the swing age. So from 1931, this is going to be Richardson, along with his orchestra, with his take on Irving Cahale and Harry Richmond Foxtrot. There ought to be a moonlight savings time here on CITR, Exploding Head Movies, UBC Radio here in Vancouver. Saving time So I could love that girl of mine Until the birdies wake and chime Good morning There ought to be a law in clover time To keep that moon out over time To keep each lover's lane in rhyme Till dawning You'd better hurry up, hurry up, hurry up Get busy today You'd better croon a tune, croon a tune to the man up in the moon. And here's what I'd say. There ought to be a moonlight saving time. So I could love that girl of mine until the birdies wake and chime. Good morning.
In honor of the 50th anniversary of Soviet cosmonaut Valentina Tereshkova becoming the first woman in space, H.R. McMillan Space Center presents Women in Science, extraordinary women pursuing their passions for science and engineering. The first speaker is astronomer Dr. Stephanie Cote, talking about the mysteries of dark matter and dark energy. Thursday, April 11th, 7 o'clock, at the McMillan Space Center in Vanier Park. Admission by donation. For details, visit spacecenter.ca. So from the 1947 album Music Out of the Moon, that was Les Baxter, Harry Ravel, and then Dr. Samuel J. Hoffman on the theremin, and that was Lunar Rhapsody. Ravel wrote the themes and Baxter and conducted and arranged the music around Hoffman's playing of that early radio synthesizer, whereby moving hands around two antennae resulted in changes to pitch and volume to an electronic waveform, but you never had to touch them. Ravel was a theatrical composer originally from England, uh, moved to New York to write for Broadway, and then eventually went off to Hollywood to do some films that way. And Music Out of the Moon was Baxter's first ever release, well before he became known for his lounge and exotic albums in the 50s. And behind me, this is saxophonist Sidney Bichette, with uh, either his 1932 or 1939 take of the Irving Berlin classic, Summertime. I'm being 39 based on how I'm hearing the uh, instruments here. Bichette was uh, one of the first solo jazz musicians. He beat Louis Armstrong, uh, who I should be listening to later on the show, to the punch to the studio. But Bichette's first set in 1924 was a duet with Armstrong called Texas Moner Blues. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR Vancouver. Hopefully you all had a wonderful Easter weekend. I believe the school year is ending here shortly, UBC, so that only means exams are nigh. During the 40s, and the Boogie Woogie era, the Andrews Sisters were one of the hugest acts, jumping in front of the swing orchestras with close harmonies sung like staccato trumpets. Laverne, Maxine, and Patty Andrews were three sisters from Minnesota with Greek and Norwegian roots. Initially, they just wanted to emulate the Boswell Sisters, but in 1941, their song Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy was massive. And that song was a precursor to R&B, something then called Jump Blues. 1945, after doing all the World War II press uh, junkets, visiting the troops and all that, they recorded this Calypso song, originally coming from Trinidad and Martinique, though somehow Maury Amsterdam translated this into English and copyrighted it, enough to drive a sane man crazy, but it went back to its original writers. So these are the Andrews sisters, with what call some of us call a simple Cuba Libre. This is going to be rum and Coca-Cola. Here on Exploding Head Movies. If you ever go down Trinidad, they make you feel so very glad. Calypso sing and make up rhyme Guarantee you one real good fine time Drinking rum and Coca-Cola Go down Point Kumana Both mother and daughter Working for the Yankee dollar Oh, beat it, man, Since the Yankee come to Trinidad 
They got the young girls all going mad. Young girls say they treat them nice. Make Trinidad like paradise. Drinking rum and Coca-Cola. Go down point Kumana. Both mother and daughter. Working for the Yankee dollar. Oh, you vex me, you vex me. Chicka Chick Carry to Mona's Isle. Native girls all dance and smile. Help soldiers celebrate his leave. Make every day like New Year's Eve. Drinking rum and Coca Cola. Go down point Kumana. Both mother and daughter. Working for the Yankee Dollar. In old Trinidad, I also fear the situation is mighty queer. Like the Yankee girl, the native swoon when she hear der bingle croon drinking rum and Coca-Cola. Go down point Kumana, both mother and daughter working for the Yankee dollar.
he opened his great mouth, it was a wondrous sight. He said, I must arrest you, he didn't know what for. And then he started laughing until he cracked his jaw. <laughs> round the town. Just shake him by his fat old hand and give him half a crown. His eyes will beam and sparkle, he'll gurgle with delight, and then you'll start him laughing with all his blessed might. <laughs> On April 4th, CITR and the UBC Film Society present an end-of-the-year party from 6.30 to 11. Featuring Noble Oak, 41st and Home, Hooves, Squirrel, Young Brazed, and DJ B. Come by the courtyard located on the top floor of the UBC sub for some sunshine, cheap beer, and good tunes.
Let's start off with Andrew Sisters, or the Andrew Sisters, along with Vic Shane and his orchestra with rum and Coca-Cola. The last surviving Andrew's sister, Patty, passed away this January at the age of 94. And after rum and Coca-Cola, we heard Charles Pemrose with the laughing policeman. Originally released in 1922, but uh, that was the re-recorded version from 1926, becoming insanely popular for some reason. The man was born Charles Jolly, and he based The Laughing Policeman on a song from the 1890s called The Laughing Song by George W. Johnson. And Johnson actually was one of the first recording stars back when almost all records were in all these songs. Damn that Thomas Edison. Uh, Charles Penrose recorded other laughing songs, hoping to get as popular as The Laughing Policeman, since that one actually did sell a million copies. But he eventually gained more fame with uh, having one of the first shows on the BBC Radio. And then having bit parts in film. Let me close with the 1939 version of Jack White, along with his band, and that song was Maybe. And Jack White was actually Eugene White, the band leader for an act, uh, whilst his father, Jack, was behind the drums. People got confused who Jack was and how he was leading it, so they associated the leader with the name. So it sounds quite similar to the Jack White we know, formerly of the Jack, or the White Stripes, and, uh, Actually, uh, the legendary DJ John Peel shared this record with that Jack White, just based on all that. Behind me, this is uh, Vess L. Osman with his 1907 version of Scott Joplin's Maple Leaf Rag. Most of the time, we've probably heard it on the piano, but this is definitely on a banjo. Ragtime re entered the pop culture dialogue when songs like The Entertainer appeared in the film The Sting. Though, a couple years before, Joshua Rifkin kind of kickstarted that early 70s revival with his cover album. If you're curious, you are listening to Exploding Head Movies. I am Gak. This is still CITR 101.9 FM here out of UBC Radio in Vancouver. And yes, we cannot play anything before the year 1950 for the rest of the time here. So, from our time, we're going to go to Boogie Woogie. And I want to count as best known musician. Start off with that eight to the bar rhythm before we eventually sort of perfect the jazz piano. Oscar Peterson was born in Montreal to a train conductor and his family, but... All the members of his family were musical enough to teach the young man in different approaches to piano playing. Piano playing. And uh, by the age of 14, Mr. Pearson had won a CBC competition, which got him a weekly gig at a hotel. And eventually, it sort of steamrolled to uh, a New York uh, producer landing in Montreal, actually listening to one of his live performances on the radio, and asking to go to the club where he was playing, and uh, eventually that led to Carnegie Hall, and then playing with Ella and Luis, all those guys, and uh, he became had a spectacular career everywhere he went. So we're going to go to a 1947 piece by the Oscar Peterson Trio featuring Austin Roberts and Clarence Jones before we listen to one of the rarer quartet configurations. So we're going to listen to Oscar's Boogie here on Exploding Head Movies, CITR Radio. Thank you. 
whole lot of Oscar Pearson there. Started off with the Oscar Pearson Trio with Oscar's Boogie. Then we heard the Oscar Pearson Quartet from 1945 with C-Jam Blues. As you heard, there actually was a guitar playing there. And the quartet featured Armand Sensen. Sorry. Armand Sampson, Peter Brown, and Roland Verdon. And behind me, this is the trio again with Poor Butterfly going from about 1947. Here's the Exploding Head movies here. I'm Gak. In case the 80s are more of your playground in lieu of anything from the 40s and before, Pacific Cinematheque has a doozy of a previously lost film. Originally released in 1987 to a handful of Orlando theaters, but then almost shelved right away. Miami Connection starred a local Taekwondo instructor and motivational speaker YK Kim. A story involving dastardly drug-dealing motorcycle ninjas. And then the good guy, martial arts, synth rockers, and an act called Dragon Sound. Somehow a copy of Miami uh, Connection was found by a projector who worked for Austin's ever-great... Alamo Roadhouse, and uh, it's been reprinted, remastered, done up wonderfully, and uh, it gets its Vancouver debut this Friday, April 5th, at the Pacific Cinematheque. It's on Seymour Street, and it's going to be played there for four days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. So check your local listings for which night has the showtime for your true power of pure cheese, and trust me, this looks far better than The Room. Meanwhile, back to the 1910s, we go here on Exploding Head Movies. we got three selections here from The Pig's Big 78s. It's a feature that ran on a BBC Radio 1 program, hosted by the great John Peel. Great esoteric show, part of the inspiration for Exploding Head Movies here. And uh, one of the segments that ran once uh, 2000 came along is that they started highlighting a single old 78 record, and it's the latest and greatest in bizarre music. The late Peel's wife, Sheila, somehow acquired the nickname The Pig, and with that, she was able to host one record each week for five years, and the best songs were compiled onto a Tricont compilation, simply known as The Beginner's Guide to The Pig's Big 78s. So first, uh, we're going to get a double dose of uh, Ollie Oakley. It was the alias used by British banjo player Joseph Sharp, and uh, Oakley recorded numerous Mac cylinders. Which helped phase out the minstrel shows, although we're going to actually listen to a period song dating back to the minstrel show era. And uh, Sharp slash Oakley's playing style worked best with the zither. So when you hear the plucking that you get there, you're not going to get the double hammer style. Um, Of course, uh, it sort of helped play up his arthritis as well, too, which crippled his playing in the 1930s. But from 1916, we're going to listen to Ollie Oakley with the Jovial Huntsman. And then you actually hear another melody kicking in the background that's... uh, associated with Mr. Peel. And then we're going to have a little bit of Miss Agnes Preston as well, too. (音楽) ¶¶ 
5th at the Electric Owl, it's Daedalus, LA-based electronic producer on tour to support his latest release, Bespoke, with special guests Too Fresh, Ryan Hemsworth, and Samo Soundboy. Tickets available at Red Cat, Zulu, High Life, and Beat Street Records. Sponsored by CITR.
Alright, so that's it. Start off with Ollie Oakley playing the Jovial Huntsman, and a little bit of the melody that appeared there is uh, John Peel. Do you can John Peel and you see him in the marshes? Um, actually, that's not the lyrics to that, and I don't even know where that came from. But nevertheless, a little bit of John Peel melody there. Then we actually heard Oakley there back up a soprano by the name of Miss Agnes Preston. And uh, what we heard was uh, something of 1914 uh, called Masses in the Cold, Cold Ground. And that's sort of the phonetic spelling of it. Because this was part of what were the minstrel shows. And it was basically sort of like a proto-vaudeville touring act. But uh, unfortunately played up a lot of blackface as well too. So historically there's some significance that way. But uh, still the soprano, Agnes Preston, had a command of uh, the spiritual repertory dating back from the Civil War, and Britain definitely wasn't used to it, and that's where she primarily toured. Then we heard perhaps one of the oldest bands running out of the UK, and that is Bess's of the Barn Band, and what we heard is Bradford, and Bess's of the Barn Band uh, was formed in 1790 in Lancashire, originally just being a Reed's exclusive band, but eventually added brass, as we heard in that crude recording a bit of drums, and part of the reason it sounded that crude, well, it dates back prior to 1914, so this is definitely wax cylinder lands, so depending on what was inscribed on that wax. Can't really put much other time on that. So those three songs appear on The big, the Pig's Big 78s, A Beginner's Guide. Came out in 2006 through the Tricont label. Best of John Peel's vintage record collection is compiled by his wife, Sheila Ravenscroft. It was because Peel wasn't his actual last name. And now you know. In the back, we have some more Oscar Peterson trio here. This is time on my hands. Something that uh, I'm not usually blessed with. My name's Gak. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. I'm with you for about another hour and ten minutes here before actual jazz. Perhaps even dating after 1950. We'll be coming presented by the illustrious Enigmatic. <laughs> Some other adjectives that uh, would qualify it. Gavin Walker with the jazz show here on CITR. Um, we're going to have a little bit more jazz here. Of course, it's going to be dating back a bit of time because we're actually going to go Western Swing here back when country and jazz met up and Bob Wills was the king of Western Swing. And what we got lined up here, as I totally juggle everything around, is a little something that comes back from 1942. So this is a little bit before like he got into his major uh, touring at this point, and I think before his radio presence, but definitely highly essential. So this is Bob Wills here with Miss Molly here in the pre-1950 version of Exploding Head Movies. Cheeks are rosy red, her lips are soft as satin, and they taste like gingerbread. Ho, 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 me, oh my, Miss Molly, I'm in love with you. Oh, me, oh my, Miss Molly, won't you say you love me too? Ah, oh, Jody. Little Joe. 
smiling, smiling, the sun is dim a spell. And when she laughs, her voice is like a little silver bell. Oh, oh, oh me, oh my, Miss Molly, I'm in love with you. Oh, me, oh my, Miss Molly, won't you say you love me too? Driving, I'll resign. Talk on, brother. If only Miss Molly will say that she'll be mine. Oh, 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 me, oh, my, Miss Molly, I'm in love with you. Oh, me, oh, my, Miss Molly, won't you say you love me too? I've told you this before, but even though I've told you so, I'll tell you just once more. Ho, 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 me, oh my, Miss Molly, I'm in love with you. Oh, me, oh my, Miss Molly, won't you say you love me too? Oh. 
Every day around the world, people are imprisoned or harassed for exercising their basic human rights. And every day, Amnesty International speaks out for those whose voices are silenced. I'm Mark Lahan, international yoga teacher, and I'm inviting you to stretch yourself for human rights and join me April 27th for Amnesty International's first live online yoga day. I am honored to support Amnesty International on Yoga Day as they have always supported those with a voice. To sign up now or for more information, visit yogaday.ca. Uh, <clears throat> Alabama. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Hey y'all, be sure to catch Exploding Head Movies Mondays at 7 at CITR. And I was going to do the FM, but... All right. Take two. All right. <laughs> hey, y'all. Make sure to catch... <laughs> All right. I got to make it convincing. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. What y'all doing tonight? was on the steamer coming over. We saw the romance going on around us. There was he. There was she. Both at sea. There were we. Listening to the melody, what could we do? Twas on the steamer coming over, life began all anew. A perfect sea, a sunny sky, for there was she and there was I, what could we do? I knew I was a lucky rover, every day I loved grew. Our hopes were high, our hearts were free, and she and I were both at sea. What could we do? Sweet romance seemed to fill the air. It caught us unaware. We kissed one night beneath the yellow moon. And right there and then, we started humming a happy wedding tune. Was on the steamer coming over. We both vowed to be true A perfect sea, a sunny sky For there was she and there was I What could we do? I tried my luck at mountain climbing It simply wasn't meant for me I don't believe in mountain climbing I found my happiness at sea was on the steamer coming over they began all anew what could they do he knew he was a lucky rover every day their love grew What could they do? Sweet romance seemed to fill the air. It caught them unaware. They kissed one night beneath the yellow moon. And right there and then, they started humming a happy wedding tune. Was on the steamer coming over. They both found to be true. 
so much. I don't so much drink. Shut up, boy. You drink all day and you drink all night and son, you know that that ain't right. Well, well, Pappy, you just give me a chance. I can Shut up, boy. Boy, you're looking thin as a twig. I know that. Look like to your dear old Pappy you're about to blow your wig. I ain't gonna blow my wig, Pappy. What's the use of getting sober? When you're gonna get drunk again Old Sam done something fine When he brought back good whiskey, beer and wine I love my whiskey and I love my gin Every time you see me, I'm in my sin What's the use of getting sober when you're gonna get drunk again? I went out last night about half past one. I thought I'd hoop it up a little bit, you know, and have a little fun. I got me a half a pint about half past two. Mm -mm. The way I was feeling, you know what I want to do. I got me a pint about half past four. Felt so good till I went out and got me some more. I got me a quart about half past five. Mm -mm -mm. Boy, that was so nice. I didn't know what I was dead or alive. So... What's the use of getting sober when you're gonna get drunk again? I've been thinking, but I keep drinking. I guess I'm about to lose my All right, I got one last shot of Oscar Pearson Trio here in the background. This is East of the Sun. It's Burt Brown, Russ Differt, mis- helping Mr. Pearson out. So that's that start off country, and then got kind of sweet, and then kind of got, well, however it ended off. So we heard Bob Wills there and his Texas Playboys with Miss Molly. Then we heard out of Nova Scotia, Wilf Carter. Although some people in the UK probably better know him as Montana Slim. And we heard was a 1941 A-side to a 78 of his called My Swiss Moonlight Lullaby. Then we heard the three Jinx, their vocal trio, and that's from their 1933 uh, single on a steamer coming over. And that's something else that actually pops up on the Pigs Big 78s compilation there. And then we closed off with the king of the jukebox himself, 
Louis Jordan, joined there by his Timpany Five, with What's the Use of Getting Sober? Are you going to get drunk again? That was his uh, first number one hit uh, from 1942, at least based on Billboard's then Harlem Hit Parade. Because his first two songs, for some reason, didn't land it, which was, I'm going to move to the outskirts of town, and then I'm going to leave you on the outskirts of town. But eventually he's sort of wising up. I mean, look at song titles like The Chicks I Pick or Slender, Tender, and Fine. But this is also the same guy who came with up uh, other funny songs like Ain't Nobody Here But Us Chickens, Choo Choo Chiboogie, Caledonia. And I think, yeah, he did Saturday Night Fish Fry as well, too. And where's the one I'm looking for? I think it's Is You Is and Is You or Is You Ain't My Baby. Classic songs on the list. And yeah, he was probably the best band leader running from the 40s to the 50s. Multi-instrumentalist as well, too. So you're listening to Exploding Head Movies here. This is on CITR 11.9 FM here in Vancouver, broadcast at UBC campus. Here, including a fine Easter weekend. Came back from Baltimore. Thanks to Neil from Neil's Hidden Tracks for queuing up the pre-recorded show I had lined up for you. When I was in Baltimore. All right, next up, uh, this next set's going to be sort of more, um, I would say classically weird, let's say that, because all these songs uh, were recorded in the 30s, although they had ties to previous things, but we're going to actually come up with perhaps the first, actually not perhaps, definitively the first Million Sekerling record before, or <clears throat> somewhere, I'm trying to say something important here, the first Million Selling record. And it was opera. Something a lot of other lot of, lot of other opera singers weren't big fans of, but Enrico Caruso capitalized on it. And an Italian tenor, fantastic business savvy, and he sort of took a look at the recording quality of the gramophones at the time, but he sort of realized there's only one way to really get people to sort of listen into how things work, especially if not everyone can come see him play. And as well, too, what other better way to actually have people come to your shows when you finally come over than by being able to listen to it? So, at the very least, uh, when we talk about opera singer culture and whatnot with tenors and whatnot, back then Caruso was king, and this is what most tenors still live up to. So what we're going to do is listen to the famous aria from Ruggiero Leoncavallo's 1892 opera Pagliacci. Anytime there's a dramatic moment, whether it's for comedic purposes or for tense purposes, everyone always hears Vesti la Giuba, which translates as put on the costume. So this is the opera that introduced the world to the tragic clown motif, the pain of Canio, exemplified as, you know, the clown motif of you, the show must go on even though you're dying inside. So from... Originally, it was a 1902 recording, which actually had the composer playing the piano behind it, and that was the first million sampling record, but then it was re-recorded with almost a full operatic sound. And so this is from 1907. Enrico Caruso, Vesti, La Gioba here on Exploding Head Movies, CITR. Oh, 
will say B, Peru. I'll do it. And that's your final answer? Yes. You can buy a new car. You just want... $33,055.78. To everyone who donated to this year's fund drive, CITR would like to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who helped us meet and exceed our goal of $30,000. Your generous donations help us support local artists, businesses, and marginalized voices in the community. And special thanks to our major sponsors of the Fun Drive Finale Silent Auction, The Cobalt at thecobalt.ca, Travel Cuts UBC at travelcuts.com, and Chad Woodley at the Sanitary Electric Company at tattoosbychad.com. Обязательно 
пожелать звезда, Глянешься, да не перечтет эту звезду, звездную муку, а вот приходит Мелоси, но спокойно и дорожно, и говорит кому-то, и если ничего, страшно, да? Послушай, и ты сделаешь, если кому-то нужно, значит это необходимо, чтобы каждый вечер на прыжке собиралась хоть одна звезда. All right, so a lot of non-English popping up there. So we start with Enrico Caruso with Vestile Gioba. Then we heard an ancient Finnish song, although that was sung uh, in Estonia, and it actually is based historically on the Ingrian groom teasing song. Ingria being an offshoot of Finnish, sort of like a countryless nomadic type of Finn. They had certain rights within Finland, but uh, they live. Sort of a, there's a spot between Latvia and Poland, which is still Russian. I think it's Kaliningrad, so technically they're kind of there. They're all around the Baltic Sea. At the very least, that was the Tallinn uh, group Valprivokta Jarichme, which means chorus. And that was Narmislaulu, or the leg-pulling song, basically. Those women singers would be on the bride side of the family, and they would sing this at the groom, just to tease with him. Then we heard a couple of futurist-type songs there. We heard uh, Luigi Russolo with Serenata 1921. And it was for the Intona Rumori and other instruments. And it was something I worked with his brother Luigi or Antonio on. And uh, it was actually the Russolos that came up with the manifesto, The Art of Noises, in 1913. So, a hundred years ago, they inspired noise. They performed actually the first noise music concert in 1914. Started a riot. Things went smoothly at that point. Then we heard the Russian-Soviet poet Vladimir Mayanovkovsky. And uh, that was a poem of sorts uh, called Ekute, Poslushaitye. And uh, both of those come from a Belgium label called Sabrosa that focuses on uh, futurist other sort of modern arts that way. Uh, Rusolo's work comes from the Futurism and Data Reviewed compilation. And then Mayakovsky's comes from Luna Park 010. And Mayakovsky's piece comes from 1914. And there we go. We'll fade that out there since we ran out of time. And uh, we heard briefly there was Don Nelson with some kind of shuffle, which appears on the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind soundtrack. Something we'll hear a bit, little bit as we go along here since Exploding Head Movies does like playing the music from the cinema. Uh, even though it was a recent film, a lot of old music is used that way, and that will be our theme kind of for the next little while here. But uh, just to get ourselves set up, uh, let's listen to a little Cab Calloway here. And uh, this, he actually appeared in several films, uh, along with being one, another great band leader, like in the Lewis Jordan vein, although Cab Calloway, definitely more Cotton Club style, 30s and early 40s. So uh, from the film Sensations of 1945, here's a bit of a rundown on the Hepster's Dictionary here on CITR Vancouver. You've heard about Mr. Hepster's Jackpot Dictionary. You mean Miss Matthews? No, Saria, I 
mean Mr. Hepster, yeah, that's me now. I'll admit Mr. Webster was okay. But jive talk is a lingo all the shit about you today. No. What's a hepcat? A hepcat is a guy who knows all the answers, and I'll tell you why. He's a high-level student of the Callaway vocab. Get hep, hep, dictionary. What's a doghouse? A doghouse is a thing. A big bull fiddle that you slap with a swing. If my phrasing seems amazing and you're eager to get hep, get hep, hep, the dictionary. What's the twister to the slammer? The twister is a key that opens up the slammer to my chicken fricassee. If you want to learn the lingo jive from A, B, C to Z, get hep, hep, dictionary. It'll tell you what the flip, it'll tell you how to get hip, it'll tell you what's prompted to. Anything you want to know from a hearty, hearty ho to a square or barbecue. Do you latch on? A latch on is a cue for you to get hip like the other cats do. You'll never be an icky if you cultivate your giant with hip, 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 hip. Jazz is a word that means many different things to many different people. The best definition of jazz that I know of is the jazz show on CITR with yours truly, Gavin Walker. Monday nights, 9 to midnight, with the jazz feature at 11 o'clock. Check us out every Monday. Shall I catch a shooting star? Shall I bring it where you are? If you want me to, I will. You can set me any task. I'll do anything you ask. If you'll only love me still. If the sun should tumble from the sky 
If the sea should suddenly run dry If you love me Really love me Let it happen I won't care If it seems that everything is lost on the soundtrack to the recent film 127 Hours that was Esther Phillips from Galveston, Texas and that was her take of the Vera Lynn song If You Love Me Really Love Me Vera Lynn's version came out in 1952 Esther Phillips' song came out in 1965 Uh, Happy April Fool's Day everybody Uh No, that was a blank on my part Originally, I was going to take up the actually the Vera Lynn version, but I'm like, oh, wait, no, I have to go older, and then mixed up names, and there we go. Too bad. We'll continue with along with our premise here of playing very old music. In the background, this is Don Nelson with Nola's Bounce, another track off Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And as age goes, um, we're going to go back into the 30s and 40s, at the very least, with a couple of tracks from the soundtrack to The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Starred Brad Pitt, directed by David Fincher. Bowen F. Scott Fitzgerald's story about a man who grew younger through his entire life. Born old. Died. A little baby. So I was talking about Louis Armstrong before. Definitely representative of the Louisiana music scene. Fantastic jazz trumpeter. And uh, we're going to listen to a piece here featuring his Sebastian New Cotton Club Orchestra. Dates to the 30s. I'll look up what year it actually came from, since uh, my notes were sketchy at that point. So, 
From the Curious Case of Benjamin Button, this is Louis Armstrong with If I Could Be With You for One Hour Tonight. I've got a half hour left with you guys tonight here on Exploding Head Movies. CITR, Vancouver.
So from 1930, we've heard Louis Armstrong and his new Sebastian New... I'm getting things up. This is new Sebastian Cotton Club Orchestra. If I could, if I could be with you one hour tonight. Then all the way back to 1982, but definitely Dixieland-inspired, lots of tone, otherwise known as overblown horns there. We heard there was uh, Doc Pollen's marching band with uh, the marching version of We Shall Walk Through the Streets of the City, and both of those appear on The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Background, we got a little Duke Ellington here. This is Jubilee Stomp. And now we definitely are going to go back into the time era where we should be. Uh, specifically the 30s and a bit of the 20s here. Although this film came out in 1980. You know it as The Shining. The Stanley Kubrick adaptation of the Stephen King horror film. Or horror book. Whatever. It's A book was made into a film. It starred Jack Nicholson. All work. No play. Not a healthy thing to do in a hotel in Colorado in the wintertime. So most of the film there featured music from Wendy Carlos. They're on the synths. And then a whole bunch of Krzysztof Penderecki again. But a lot of 20s era British band music was used in various sequences. Especially during the sort of a ironic ending there. So we're going to listen to two pieces by Ray Noble and his orchestra. Both featuring vocals by Al Bowley, a uh, singer born out of Mozambique, so he's known as a Southern African singer, but he did well in the British band era, and Ray Noble was a well-loved English band leader, composer, arranger, radio comedian, and actor. Wrote Love of the Sweetest Thing, The Touch of Your Lips, and The Very Thought of You. So, originally this appears on the HMV Sessions, Volume 11 from 1930-1934. And the song appears more towards the end of that. So this is Ray Noble and his orchestra, along with Al Bowley on vocals, with Midnight, with the stars, and you. And then we'll listen to Have You Forgotten? And then an actual song that does appear on the Shining soundtrack album proper, here on Exploding Head Movies, CITR.
But hopefully we're putting your index finger going Red Rob Red Rob What's the shitting boy? Uh, okay, so we had uh, Ray Noble and his orchestra with First off, Midnight to the Stars and You And then Have You Forgotten Both featuring vo- singing by Al Bowley Those appeared on the film But they didn't appear on the soundtrack itself uh, The first song appeared on the HMV Sessions Volume 11, 1930-1934 and then the compilation British Dance Bands Volume 2, since Have You Forgotten dates back to 1931. Then the last song plays with the closing credits. Well, shining play. Hopefully you've seen this film because we zoom in on a photograph of a party back in 1927. Someone appears in the photo that shouldn't be. Anyways, we heard Henry Hall and the Glen Eagles Hotel Band with Home. Gavin was just here, sort of like, I've played this song in the past. And you start humming along. That's how musicians work. Henry Hall was uh, regularly on BBC Radio during the 1920s and 30s, during the prime part of the British dance band era, but he also kept playing until the 60s. Unfortunately, when the pirate radio musicians kicked him off the air, finally. And um, originally, Home was something broadcast live in 1924, so this would have been like one of BBC's first broadcasts ever. But he also was famous for doing, like, the teddy bear's picnic, and here comes the bogeyman. All wonderful things. And uh, in the background here, something else from the artist as well, too. This is uh, Fudd Livingston with Imagination. And uh, since we have a bit of time left, uh, let's listen to a couple songs from uh, Chinatown, the 1974 film. Another film starring Jack Nicholson. And this definitely was playing up in the... uh, L.A. Times involving water and murder and adultery and all that stuff. So, Jared Smith, wow, Jerry Goldsmith, uh, definitely took on a bit of a ragtime swing jazz type style here. So, first key we're going to listen to from Chinatown is "I Can't Get Started," and then we'll close up with the love theme here on CITR. Baby, 
does it do? I've been consulted by Franklin D. Grandpa Garbo has had me to tea. Still I'm broken hearted. Cause I can't get started with you.
the benefit of having the wonderful Gavin Walker around is to help clear up when the notes on the soundtrack on the liner art isn't clear itself. So we definitely closed off with uh, Jerry Goldsmith with the love theme from Chinatown and the end title. But before that was not Jerry Goldsmith itself. It was Bunny Bennigan singing there. He was a jazz trumpeter of high regard. Louis Armstrong thought he was a mighty fine player. And that was his take on I Can't Get Started, an Ira Gershwin and Vernon Duke song, originally appeared in the Ziegfeld Follies in 1936, sung by Bob Hope. But uh, that was uh, Bennigan's biggest hit before uh, he totally blew things up and drank it all away. I mean, on the background here, we have a little bit of something that actually samples a whole bunch of vintage uh, 78s. And this is The Caretaker with Tiny Gradations of Loss off his 2011 album, An Empty Bliss Beyond This World. So that's about it for Exploding Head Movies this week. Coming up just in about a minute or two, it is the jazz show of Gavin Walker, and he will guide you to midnight, at which point computers will take over and CITR will be on autopilot until 6 a.m. Tuesday morning. If you missed any of this week's episode, you can grab the podcast soon. Not quite yet, but soon from CITR's website, www.citr.ca. You can find all of CITR's fine programming there, all the podcasts there, but you can also search iTunes for Exploding Head Movies, and it'll appear that way. Podcast always gets updated first, but if you're on your social media, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Mixcloud, Google+, get updated later. So you can always email me at radiofreegack at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you do not like being lied to. <laughs> Next week, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I'll figure something out, but there's a lot of new music kicking around film-wise, live-wise. Something to work with. So we're going to play this close with a song that actually was sort of the guiding principle behind doing this episode in the first place, because Brian Ferry, the man behind Roxy Music, came out a couple months ago with a uh, album called The Jazz Age, where a whole bunch of Roxy Music and Brian Ferry songs were performed by the Brian Ferry Orchestra replicating that 20s jazz age style. So this originally came off uh, his 1985 album, but this is the Brian Ferry Orchestra with Don't Stop the Dance. So take care of yourselves, Vancouver. Hopefully you had a fine Easter weekend. And we'll see you in seven days. That's all the cherry blossoms have fallen.